Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. As usual, your hosts are myself, Scott Copperman, and from across the Atlantic, our friend Elton McManus. Howdy doody. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. So it's been kind of the start of the burrs, as you put it in the other podcasts. Um, yeah. The weather definitely has cooled here. School started. Things are hectic and busy in our house. How about you? Um pretty mental at the moment i must say <laughs> you know with the kids going back and everything but yeah kimmy started school for real now and you know just getting into the swing of things now yeah and we also had uh my son's birthday was on sunday and my wife's birthday was on monday well that's pretty hectic around there uh, yeah Ugh. but they're over Why? now the birthdays have passed okay well we can all <laughs> brush the uh birthdays to the side then yeah awesome yeah. Apart from boudoirs, I've got to think of something to get her. I have no idea at the moment. So When is hers? Uh, 14th of October. I should really I know that quicker, really, shouldn't I? You have some time. That's okay. You edit that. So, I'll edit out that. Uh, I'll make yeah, it look any, quick and snappy. Any suggestions, then let me know. Help, please. I'm sure we'll get a couple. <laughs> Speaking of which, we did get an email. It literally arrived while we were recording last week um it's from anthony of scuttercast he did have uh, some advertisements that he wanted to talk about and some links we'll put the links in the show notes but he talked about um a kibbles and bits i won't say singing but he was twittering the lyrics to the one day yeah i didn't understand that at all yeah it's a little dog just kind of walks along going i want my bits more bits more bits and my kibbles and bits and bits and bits <laughs> never heard of it I would never do any of these things if anyone was in the room with me by the way <laughs> so we'll put the links for those and thank you Anthony yeah thank you very much sorry we recorded him when we got it so you know too late haha uh-huh. and it's kind of like what we had happened where we didn't get any feedback about Rhea but then again people hadn't heard about Rhea yet oh yeah I sent her an email by the way I haven't had anything back from it would you like to know what I, I sent to her sure we did get an email from a, a listener about Rhea, one of the Rethinking Lost listeners who found us. Actually, they signed it with their screen name, Lost815x30fay. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. They presented some some theory that Edmund Wilson might possibly be a real person. What did they do, uh, Google his name then? They looked him up, and they found Edmund Wilson on just a regular business profile site called Zoom Info, mm-hmm. and it hasn't been visited since 2006. There was nothing definitively saying this was one of those well-known hoaxes. And I did a search myself, too. I didn't see anything that, like in Snopes or anything that said, oh, this has been going around the net for years. Yeah. but It's just another one of these random generated emails trying to rip people off, but it's it's kind of fun just to tag them along for a little bit, see if we'll get an an answer to it. Yep. But uh, my email that I wrote to them, I did some misspellings and stuff like that just (laughs) in case, just to to play on it, really, and a bit of bad grammar. But I stuck down... uh, Thank you for emailing me with a great opportune. My family will be very grateful to you and to get their hands on on all that lovely money. Just mail me back uh, to my secure mail with a list of details of what you would like. (laughs) Thank you once again for thinking at me, and I look forward to hearing you and also paying for my operation. (laughs) I'd like to see if I get any, any reply to that. If you don't, we should run that through the Google Translator into Indonesian and send it then too. They probably don't know what to do. They've probably never gotten such a cooperative response. 
<laughs> They're calling H- HQ. What should we do? What should we do? Should we change the dollar amount? No, no, reel them in slow. <laughs> they can't bump you up again for a third time. Oh, that'd be pretty obnoxious. But we'll keep people posted on that. Yeah, I'd love to get a reply. Saying, oh, brilliant. Yes, yes, meet me at the corner of Fifth Street and I'll be the man in the hat. <laughs> and you have to say, I wear gloves as you meet me. So. <laughs> there was um, another kind of Twittery conversation going on today. I don't know if you saw that about Star Wars and Sith and Jedi. Yeah, it was nice to see a Star Wars related Twitter feed instead of poxy Star Trek. I get bored to the back teeth of Star Trek sometimes. Well, it started with Blakey Biz, and he, I think, randomly just posed, Would you be a Jedi or a Sith? Yeah. To which I almost responded Sith right away, and I thought, no, no, I'm just going to wait and see what people say. So someone said Sith, and then uh, someone said Jedi. Yeah. Then I jumped in and said I would only want to be Jedi if I could be just like Obi-Wan. Because Obi-Wan to me has that coolness and Jedi-ness, but somewhere under there I I think he respects but rejects the, the hokiness of the whole Jedi thing. You know, like he is, he understands there's procedure, there's policy, but sometimes you got to get your hands dirty got to break mm-hmm. the rules once in a while. And and also, I remember reading somewhere in the book version of The Phantom Menace that the reason Obi-Wan is able to beat Darth Maul is because he's so angry and so hurt by the loss of, of Qui-Gon that he taps the dark side briefly. And that's what gives him the powers. He's like hacking away and slashing away, and he breaks the double lightsaber, and he that's where he gets the, the strength to really fight Maul to a, a draw for a moment. Oh, right. So to meet him on the same plane. Right. As it would be. So that little bit that he's tasted the dark side to me, it's it adds to his character. But so that was my response. And then then there was a, a lot of support for Qui-Gon Jinn, which I just can't can't buy into. To me, Qui-Gon Jinn is, is stuffy, outdated. He's, he's the one all the young Padawans are like, he's not cool. You don't want to be like him. You want to be like Kit Fisto and... Mace Windu, even Mace Windu, even though he's he's old school, we see a little bit of uh, the inner rebel in him at, at a later point. Mm. See, Qui Gon, he, he always seemed to be like a geography teacher to me. Always, he wouldn't look out of place with a, a tweed jacket with leather patches on. I don't think. No, I think he and he was very well cast in that regard because mm. you know that Liam Neeson fits that real well. And then I, I also mentioned I have a hard time. Sometimes with the the blur between Qui-Gon and then uh, Batman's mentor in Batman Begins. Yeah. You know, it's that same kind of, like, tutoring role. I know as Batman Begins goes on, we see a different side of the Liam Neeson character. But, you know, start of the movie to start a movie, they're it's basically the same It's pretty much the same role. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, honestly, if I had to say, I probably think the Batman Begins version is a little bit cooler. Yeah. Qui-Gon doesn't really do much. All he does is tell everybody, like, just stay calm. Be patient. Be calm. You get tired of hearing that after a while. I want to see some butt kicking. Yeah, he's a little bit dull. But the uh, the prequels weren't exactly great, though, were they? No. They were all right. They are all right. I don't mind watching them every now and again when they're on TV or Sky. Or But I don't think I'll go out of the way to watch them anymore. No, and I, I have to say, too, in Revenge of the Sith... The lightsaber fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan is the longest, I think it's the longest sword fight in movie history, they said. Oh, okay. You know, it's 20-something minutes long, that that entire scene, which at the time was great, but it's almost a little too long for me now. Mm-hmm. There are great parts of it, but it, it definitely wears on me a little bit. 
I think the ending of that battle is hokey. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? Where he goes into the the fire? The like it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground, and then you know the Anakin's whole dialogue with it. You will try. If you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. You will try. It's uh, just great on me. That... Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a bit, but... See, I didn't mind The Phantom Menace. I thought, when I saw The Phantom Menace at the cinema, and they had the... Uh, the... Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi had the fight at the very end after Qui-Gon Jinn had been killed. Mm-hmm. I thought that was absolutely awesome. That was how a lot of sword fights should have been. Right. It, obviously down to the choreographing of the guy who played Darth Maul, who I think he plays Snake Eyes in G.I. Joe as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. But I thought that was one of the best sword fights I've ever seen in my life. Then... The one that one that really re- I didn't really like uh Yoda versus Dooku. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a bit lame. I didn't like Dooku at all. No, I but, I think you're right. I think right around there they changed they escalated what the Jedi fights would be like. And then all of a sudden you have the Obi Wan Anakin fight, twenty minutes long. No other battle between Sith and Jedi or Jedi and Jedi has ever been that involved. And, mm. and yeah, I don't know. I just have to wonder. Well, it's, it's the turning point of Vader, though, isn't it? It's how he became Vader and how he lost all his senses and he totally became dark. Yeah, but I guess that fight was so tense, and they did things in that battle that you know Yoda and the Emperor didn't do versus each other. Dooku versus Obi Wan and Anakin, I feel, it was far less intense. Both battles, the first time and the second time they fight. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it should have been as intense as... Uh, not Maybe not as intense emotionally, but in terms of what they do and the force pushes and the the parry and, and how evenly matched they were. Yeah. I thought the other, all the other fights are so lopsided and short. That was my feeling. But I, I agree. I, I think the... I, I love the part where Obi-Wan is chasing... Qui-Gon and Darth Maul, and he gets stuck in that little uh, uh, force field. He has to watch the battle for a while. You can see yeah. him seething, and he comes in. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, that was awesome. But then you you um, move on a couple of years, or go back a couple of years to the uh, A New Hope, and you've got uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi having their fight <laughs> outside the uh, um, yeah. Millennium Falcon, and it's left hand, right hand, yeah. left hand, right hand, up a little bit. Down a little bit. You can chalk it up to age, but Dooku was pretty good still for his age. Yeah, yeah, he was he was awesome for that. But I just didn't like him as a character. Right. And there was um, two more characters I didn't like in the middle film. What was the middle film? The the, the clone. Yeah. Attack of the Clones. Was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. In that film, where you've got C three PO and R two D two, and they're going through the smelting rooms. Right. And all of a sudden, R two D two can fly, and yeah. <laughs> CPO can grab onto stuff. And whoa, what's going on, R two? It changes the head. Yeah, that was terrible. There was no <laughs> need for any of that at all. And that's what I, I can't stand that film. That one, that second movie is the worst out of the three. I think. Yeah, there's definitely parts of it that are bad. I, it's 
disgustingly bad. <laughs> and then when they're in the pit fighting the uh, the three monsters that come along, I think that's rubbish as well. Please yeah. just stop. <laughs> well, let, let's finish with Star Wars then. All right. Let's cast that aside. All right. Other than that, though, uh, all my my new stuff has been birthday related and <laughs> and what happened to me today live yeah. right now. I don't know if you've seen it. I, well, I sent you a, a copy of this trailer for a movie. Yes, I did see that. For it's called the Fourth Kind. Now I know there's a lot of um, hype about this District Nine, which I, hopefully I'll be seeing next week. Because mm-hmm. I, I do like alien movies, but they have to be the right alien movie. Otherwise, it's going to scare the bejesus out of me. Signs, that scares the bejesus out of me. That's what This reminded me more of Signs than what I've seen of District 9. Yeah. Yeah, this is more of a psychological mind rape, I think. Yeah. That's the way I see it anyway. But who's it got in it? It's got the chick, Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. She's in it, and it seems to be... It looks like she's been abducted after taking care of all these abductees and uh, taking them through regression and finding out. Really, she's a psychologist or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just looks like the freakiest film ever. And I'm going to go see it. I'm going to be crap scared. And then I'm going to want to walk home in the daytime. I'm not going <laughs> to leave until it's the next morning. It's going to freak the bejesus out of me. It says in theaters in November. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen any uh, adverts or anything for it. I just stumbled across it. It looks interesting. I ended up watching Signs in the cinema, and I went with uh, Boudoir, and I went with my brother. Mm-hmm. And that that sort of stuff doesn't scare him one little bit. He's like, oh, okay, fair enough, aliens come <laughs> down. And there's me cowering in the corner going, oh, my God, there's aliens in the room. And he's walking past out the way, children. And, oh, that scared the... <laughs> horrible film. You know what I saw in the theaters was Fire in the Sky. God, that was yonks ago. That was a long time ago. But Marianne really loved that movie. I don't know why. Fire in the Sky. I think it's because of the guy who played Shoeless Joe Jackson in Eight Men Out, and he was mm-hmm. the he was the abductee. Yeah. I can't remember his name. The actor. That was a really good film, though. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a little weird. <laughs> Like the the alien abduction part was actually a very small part of the action. Obviously, it's the it's the premise of the plot, but so much of the movie was about getting to know the characters before and and dealing with things after. Yeah, and there was another film, Communion. I remember watching that once and sit, thinking that was the weirdest film ever, and I've never re- revisited that. I think Communion though is based on a pretty famous. There's like an author who's written a couple books, hasn't he? That are about his encounters with aliens, and that's right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely going to go see this. So I urge people to go see the trailer. <laughs> if if they're scared of this sort of stuff, then you'll love it for hating it as well. I've I've seen it two, three times now, I think. And every time, now I know where there's a jumpy bit. I'm still, God, dear, it comes, <laughs> and I'm looking away, and it's in the corner of my eye. I'm not really looking at. There it is. Oh my God! And it scares me again. Yeah, we'll have the link for it in the show notes for to see it through the Apple site. Well, yeah, there's the uh, the Fourth Kind uh, website as well. Mm-hmm. And if you go to the Fourth Kind website, let me... It's the fourthkind.net. It's not .com. At the bottom left-hand corner, you've got resources. 
and now I'm assuming this is from what they've used to make the 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 movie up. And you've got theories, sightings, evidence, contacts, and abduction. Oh, so it's got its fake uh, backstory, mythology, like Cloverfield and all those. Well, yeah, I, th- I think it's more based on true accounts than just made-up stuff just to boost up the film. It's a pretty good site, actually, so you know, head towards there as well. well. We'll stick that up as well. Okay. And it's it's got the, the trailer on there as well, so might as well just... Head over there instead. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, so I'm going to go see that. And I'll, I'll tell you when I, I'd go see it anyway. Yeah, District 9 I'd like to see. It's one of those things, though, that I'm either going to have to go see it myself, like I saw Watchmen, which is fine. I don't mind going to the movies by myself. But I'm either going to have to do that or have to wait till it's on video. Mm. Yeah. What did you think of Watchmen? I had read the comic book. And I thought it was uh, like a, a very true adaptation of the comic book. I just thought it had kind of a, a very narrow appeal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like a lot of people didn't like the movie because it wasn't a typical superhero movie. And they went in with expectations that weren't going to be fulfilled. I didn't love the movie because I just didn't care for that general story. Uh, gotcha. It, the comic book takes place in like the 1980s, basically. With flashbacks yeah. going back in. It's an alternate 1980s, isn't it? Right, right. Richard Nixon is re-elected multiple terms and stuff. It was just kind of not dated. I don't know. Just, it was all right. It wasn't wasn't something I loved. I was expecting a lot more from it. I saw it a couple of weeks ago now, and I think there's been a lot of talk on podcasts and review sites and stuff like that saying it's awesome, and people going to the cinema saying it's awesome, and... I remember getting it home, watching it, and going, it's, it's okay. I got it. I understood that they didn't really have powers and stuff like that. It seems more like The Incredibles, but without powers. That's the way I saw it. Did you see it on DVD, or did you see it at like a, a late theater release? Nah, nah, I saw it on DVD. I bought the DVD, and I thought, oh, everyone's talking about it. I'll give it a go, and, mm, you know, meh. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. How were the special features? Because that should have made it a little bit better. I got the single DVD, so I didn't even see the director's cut. Oh, that's so, right. You have to... They're releasing it separately with... Yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not too sure if it's out or not. People hack me down for that, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So I just went with that one. I thought, oh, sod it. Just go with that one. I do think it's a later release. Right. I'm not going to bother with it. We've talked a couple times about movies from this year that were... We didn't necessarily have the same reaction that other people had. Mm. So is there... What would you say is the best movie you've seen so far of the year? And it doesn't this have year. to be... Yeah, like a... What's your favorite movie from 2009? Ooh. See, I haven't seen many in the cinema. The only ones... What have I seen in the cinema? I've seen Coraline. I've seen G.I. Joe. I've seen... It's all kiddies movies. You want me to refresh your memory a little bit of, of movies from certain months? Yeah, go on. Give, give us a list, and I'll, right. I'll see if I've seen them. Big names in January. Um, and these are U.S. releases. Paul Blart, Mall Cop, <laughs> Hotel for Dogs. Nope, nope. I mean, there's other things, like you know, movies that just went nowhere, so I'm not going to mention them. But um, Underworld 3, The Rise of the Lycans. Nope. The Uninvited, Taken. Taken is the one with, uh, again, Liam Neeson. And uh, what's her name? Shannon from Lost. No, I haven't seen that. February, Coraline 
Fanboys, He's Just Not That Into You, Push, The Pink Panther 2. Yeah, out of them, all I've seen is Coraline, and that was all right. It was a bit weird. Yeah, let's see. I wouldn't go out my way to watch it again, though. No, a lot of movies that went nowhere. Fired Up, Medea Goes to Jail. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. Jonas Brothers in 3D, Street Lighter, The Legend of chun There's a lot of pants out, isn't there? Yeah. Absolute Out of uh, two months of movie releases, there's not anything that I would say. No. Stands out so far. Um, and I'm skipping a lot of movies here just that I've never heard of. Watchmen is a March release. Uh, Miss March... That's about a guy who goes into a coma, and while he's in a coma, his girlfriend becomes a Playboy centerfold. Awesome. And hilarity ensues. Oh, yeah, of course. Race to Witch Mountain with The Rock. No. Sidestep that one. Knowing with Nicolas Cage. Heard bad things about it. Yeah, I never saw that either, but I love you, man. See, that that knowing seems more like a what we call a, an Amanda film, like Titanic or... Uh, Tower Inferno or Day After Tomorrow. They're all uh, Amanda films. Monsters vs. Aliens. Nope. You didn't see that? Or you didn't like it? No, I didn't go see it. I, I would go see that or rent it if you can. I thought that was pretty good. That's that's my leading candidate so far. We're up to April. Okay. Uh, da, 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 junk, 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 junk. Bart got a room. <laughs> um, April 10th. Dragon Ball Evolution. Nope. Hannah Montana, the movie. No, sadly missed that. Observe and report. 17 again. Is Miley sorry? She's in Hannah Montana, isn't she? She is Hannah Montana. Is she Han- Hannah Montana? Yes. Right, okay. So she just puts a wig on? Yes. Exactly. Okay. So I Kinda get like very Clark confused Ken. about this sort of stuff because there's a, a, a cartoon over here called Charlie and Lola. And this... I've yeah, seen I, that, yeah. Yeah. Would you believe they're a boy and a girl? I thought they were girls. <laughs> I, I knew there was a boy and a girl just from the names, that's all. No, I thought it was like Charlie as in like a, a Charlotte oh, girl, or, yeah. or Carly. And they had like the husky girly voice. And I thought it was just a, a boy and a girl. Oh, sorry, I, I thought it was uh, two girls. <laughs> and then I was correctly informed by a nine-year-old. No, no, that's a boy and a girl. Okay, sorry. That's all right. Uh, we're up to May. Battle for Terra, which I thought was awful. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. No. They must really have saved all the movies for the summer. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Not really fussed about that. Star Trek. Guff. Overrated guff. <laughs> Big Man Japan, which I so desperately want to see. Oh, that's the one you spoke about. Yeah. yeah. I was going to get it for my son's birthday party, but it, all, it has subtitles. It's not in English. I'll tell you what film I do want to see. I want to see that uh, giant shark versus dirty big octopus or whatever I it's I keep called. hearing people talk about that, but... I guess it was on TV. It was on sci-fi. No, I saw it in, I don't know. It, didn't it have a cinema release or DVD release? And I saw it in H&V for 15 quid. I was like, I ain't hmm. paying 15 quid for that. <laughs> All right, May, The Brothers Bloom and Up. No and no. I didn't see Up, but my my wife saw it with my daughter, and they said it was good. June, Anaconda 4. The Trail of Blood. They made a four. Yeah. Land of the Lost. When did they make a three? I don't know. The Hangover, which is actually a very good movie. The Hangover. Right. Laugh Out Loud Funny. Uh, Doghouse. Imagine That. Is the Eddie Murphy movie? No. Steer clear from him. The Taking of Pelham 123. That's that's John Travolta, isn't it? John Travolta and Denzel Washington. Year One. 
Transformers 2. Guff. There's not a lot of good movies so far. All right, July. Ice Age, The Dawn of the Dinosaurs. No, my kids saw that, though, and said it was really good. But I think they're, I think they're more talking about the popcorn and the, the fizzy drinks that they drank while they were there. <laughs> Bruno, I Love You, Beth Cooper. No. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. No, but my son said it was really good. But he's going to because he's madly into Harry Potter. Orphan. Nope. There's so many. I mean, I'm skipping a couple that I recognize, but there's a bunch I don't know at all. Aliens in the Attic. Funny People. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything. And now we're up to August. So I would say right now, Monsters vs. Aliens is the leader for me of the, the movies. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I know I'm gonna turn out turn around and say GI Joe is the best movie this year. <laughs> oh no. GI Joe. Julie and Julia, District 9, Ponyo, The Time Traveler's Wife. No, steering clear of that as well. Inglorious Bastards, Shorts. No. Taking Woodstock, Halloween 2. I'd like to see Hurt Locker. That's out now, isn't it? Uh, Hurt Locker, yeah. I don't recognize. Final Destination. No, I'm not going to go see. I think Hurt Locker is a September release. I'm hoping. Oh, okay, cool. September. Gamer. That actually looks interesting, the premise for that. Have you seen any uh, previews for it? I saw saw a trailer the other day, but only caught the end of the trailer, so I I should really say no, I didn't see a trailer. And then Nine is out, uh, I guess, this week. Oh, what's that about? I don't know. It looks like this little uh, Tim Burton-y kind of critter. Not a big fan of Tim Burton. It looks kind of cool, though. Well, so out of those movies... I've seen three. I would have to say Monsters vs. Aliens is my favorite of the movies I've seen. No, I've seen four, haven't I? I've seen Watchmen as well. Yeah, G.I. Joe's the best. Your favorite, yeah. Woo-hoo. I I enjoyed it. It was rubbish, but I enjoyed it. Don't tell anyone, though. Well, I mean, you figure there's millions and millions and millions of dollars spent on those movies. And a lot of them were just, eh, all right. Mm. And shame on you if you've gone to see Star Trek. Shame on everyone. It was all right. Um, it, think of S- Star Wars. Think of how bad the Phantom Menace was in those other movies. But you had to go. Even yeah. after seeing how bad the first one was, you had to go to the second. And after that, you had to go to the third because you had to see. I nearly didn't go see the third one because how bad the second one was. But I did. So where should we go now? <laughs> with our other to stuff? the cinema. Watch some bloody decent movies instead yeah. of the crap that we've seen already <laughs> right let's move on to uh, news let's go for news have you got any news no i've pretty much done all my news in the local sense well i've got a story from manchester um i've only picked this up because i want to go somewhere else with it but a pub landlord in manchester was tied up and robbed by two men one wearing a gorilla uh, mask and an- another guy wearing a clown mask and they were dressed up in you know the say you're getting rid of asbestos or dirty stuff from your house and you wear the white and black overalls yeah, the yeah. coveralls the, the hood they were wearing them as well Okay. now they, these two guys robbed the guy tried to get some cash out of him they were dropped off by a cabbie and the police are trying to look up look for the cabbie but the reason why I picked this up is because I noticed the clown thing in it and a lot of people turn around and say they're scared of clowns, don't they? Yeah. Now, I remember when I was at school going, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm scared of clowns as well. I'm not scared of clowns. Clowns don't scare me. 
they don't even give me the creeps or anything like that. A lot of people say this, that they're scared of clowns. And I, I believe that they say that. I don't know if you are or not, but I personally believe they say that because they've heard other people say that and they just jump on the I'm scared of clowns bandwagon. I think a lot of it has to do with the clown itself. I mean, there are cute clowns and then there's really freaky clowns like uh, the one in Stephen King's movie and yeah, really crazy, psycho, evil-looking clowns. But Yeah, but does it come from the dirty old man just dressed up as a clown and he whoops off his wig and goes out the back and has a fag and a pint? I think sometimes people confuse not liking with being afraid of. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of people seem to jump on this, oh, I'm scared of clowns bandwagon, and I I just don't understand it. Yeah, okay, you don't like something, stay away from it. But, oh, I've never seen anyone go into convulsions when they've seen a clown. No. Do you know the name of being afraid of a clown? Do you remember that? Coolrophobia. C-O-U-L-R-O-phobia. Oh, cool. Coolrophobia. Ah, so you, you never hear anyone say that, though, do they? I'm a coolrophobe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, sorry, it just an, annoys me a little bit. I'm going to get a load of people with coolrophobia phoning up and emailing in saying, oh, I'm scared of clowns. I don't yeah. like clowns. Okay, fine. Have you had convulsions or fits or anything like that when near a clown? Um, no. Okay. Well, let us know if you're, if you're scared of clowns and put me in my place. Please. I think it also includes clown toys because that's the the old stereotype of like the marionette that comes to life, the puppet, you know, the right, ventriloquist okay. dummy that kind of a little bit like comes Chucky. To life. Yeah, yeah. Right. And the old um, Twilight Zones, they were more clown kind of dolls and puppets that kind of came after you. Okay, fair enough. Now, I've had enough of clown fearing folk bashing. <laughs> I was also looking on the the net recently. I found a site called OD. I think I don't know if we've mentioned this site before or not. I think we've referred to it once or twice, but there's a whole bunch of stuff in there. It's got tons and tons of top tens, top fifteens, top twelves, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And I came across we have in front of us the top ten manliest names ever. Right, where should we start? <laughs> let's let's start at number ten. Uh, a guy called Rip Torn. I know who Rip Torn is. He's, um... Did you ever see the Larry Sanders show? Can't say I have. Is it short for anything, or...? Probably. I mean, I know someone named Rap. His name's Cordell Raphael. Yeah. And he goes by Rap. Oh, okay, cool. I wonder what Rip would be short for, though. I wouldn't have a clue. Maybe his name's Rip Julia. <laughs> I'm thinking of Rip Taylor, who, if you know who Rip Taylor is, he's a completely no. different guy. He's one of the uh, more flamboyant comedians of the 60s and 70s. No, never heard of him. Sorry. I I just don't find a lot of comedians funny. I went to see a guy called Mike Reed at uh, a place in Essex, and I'd seen a couple of his movies because one of my friends was uh, a big fan of him. And it was just like going to see one of his movies. It, the stand-up routine was exactly the same. Everyone laughed in exactly the same places. Yeah. All the jokes were the same, told in exactly the same way. There was no spontaneity about it. There was nothing original about it. You'd if you'd seen the movie or DVD or VHS, then it wasn't really worth going to see. Yeah, I've had that happen a number of times, too. We buy tickets to go see someone, and it's the same routine that we just saw on television four months ago. Yeah, you go to see them because you like their routine, but you want something different yeah. every time you go there, don't you? You don't want exactly the same thing every single time, and that's where a good comedian comes from, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, they can certainly have a well they go to, but you want something that makes it worth your ticket price. Yeah, yeah, too right. Yeah, not a big fan of comedians either. <laughs> All right, moving on to number yes. nine. Moving on. All right, let's kick up a gear. A guy renamed himself by a Depot as Optimus Prime on his 30th birthday. See, I don't consider Optimus Prime a manly name. I mean, it's a cool name. No, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a cool name. You're naming yourself after a robot. <laughs> no, but it's a cool name for a robot. I'll say that. Like Exactly, that. It's a cool name for a robot. That's hardly like a, a manly name. That's a get-your-butt-kicked name. Yeah. Optimus. Oh, Optimus. Yeah. You're ri- right, rip-torn. Okay, so that's like... If you can't picture a pro wrestler with that name, or a boxer, or, or someone, a tough guy going by the name, then that's not right. I don't picture a tough guy with, named Optimus. No. Optimus is a guy with glasses. Yeah, he's a science 300 teacher. IQ, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's Optimus uh, Prime. <laughs> you know, you're pronouncing it wrong, I'm sorry. And, and for that same reason, I have to call shenanigans on number eight here. Batman bin Superman. But that's a... Uh, you better be able to back that name up. And when you're eight years old, I don't care how tough you are, whatever age you are, there's somebody older and bigger. Yeah, who's going to rip the crap out of you for having the name Batman bin Superman. <laughs> right, number seven. Elliot Bonebreak. Perfect name for a kickboxing champion. Bonebreaker. The Elliot part kind of takes away a little bit. If his name was Van Bonebreak or even Mike Bonebreak. Yeah, Mike. Broke. Or yeah. Dr. Bonebreak. Yeah, that would work as well. But Elliot, Elliot and Optimus, they sit at the lunch table together. Not that by any stretch of the imagination my name is Manly. Isn't it more to do with he's a chiropractor and his last name is Bonebreak? Probably, but it's still it's a tough name. Yeah. I remember, I, I know a bloke called Savage. I can't remember his first. He's a pro wrestler, Randy Savage. Randy Macho yeah. Man Savage. And you talk like this, what you gonna do? <laughs> I never used to watch any of that. Moving on to number six, Lieutenant Commander Flex Plexico. Uh, this is pretty forced here. Flex was because he, he flex your biceps kind of thing? Yeah. Maybe his real name's Felix. These aren't manly names at all. <laughs> no, how's that any different than Chaz Palmentary? What a crap top ten. Anyway, number five. See, now five's a good one. Rockland Steel. Yeah, I can go with that. Not bad. Number four is good too. Magnus Van Magnussen. Now, I remember seeing him on The World's Strongest Man loads and loads of times. He's normally on around about Christmas time. We always get to watch it around here. Yeah, it's on all the time here on Late Night on ESPN. See, now, this only works for me because Magnus is used mm. twice. Because you have Magnus Hanso from Lost, by no means meant to imply a tough guy. But, like, any repeating, like, no. Paul von Polsen, Mike von Michelson, Magnus von Magnussen, those, that just sounds like, I picture the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice, I am Magnus von Magnussen. <laughs> if it wasn't Magnus twice, I would, might have a little bit of an issue. Yeah, but you're not going to mess with him, the size of his arms. Uh, who we got number three? Rad Hero Man. Or Rad Heroman. How would you pronounce that? Hero Man or Heroman? Probably pronounces it in a way that doesn't sound like Hero Man. Heroman? He probably goes by Heroman. It looks like Hero Man. And he's in the US Marine Corps. Awesome. And the number two is a guy going by the name of Manly Power. Who? <sighs> well. The one thing that adds to that is he's not just Manly Power, he's Lieutenant General mm-hmm. Manly Power. 
There's not a lot to say about these guys, really, is there? Oh, he's a lieutenant colonel commander. Colonel and lieutenant colonel. What? You get one title and one title only. <laughs> if you've been promoted to colonel, you're no longer lieutenant colonel. Why would he be both? That's pretty weak. That's like saying, Hi, I'm Private Corporal Sergeant Captain Major Scott. No, you're Major Scott. <laughs> Alright, who's number one? It better be good. Uh, I doubt it is. <laughs> Let's go. This is the worst top ten ever. <laughs> Staff Sergeant Max Fightmaster. That's rubbish. <laughs> God, that's, I give up. That's, that's it. Let's, let's, that's, let's cancel this show. It's all over. We need to. Oh, I'm dying here. <laughs> Help. <laughs> I think Max Fightmaster put this uh, post up here. Yes, I've got the manliest name ever. Blah blah. blah. Rubbish. And then the other thing, all right, all these real people with these names, Max and Rad, they have fathers and grandfathers who have the same last name. Yeah, of course. Although there was a so, um, a Grand Prix driver called um, Scott Speed, and he was from America. See, that's awesome. And everyone seemed to think that he'd made up the last name Speed because he's always a racing driver, so he got to have a fast name and typical American trying to beef it up. But no, that's his name. That's hardly the manliest name on the planet. What, Scott Speed? No. No, uh, Max oh, Fightmeister. Max Fightmeister. Bleh, Max, whatever his name. Max Fightmeister. Fightmeister. Right. Even Fightmeister. Fightmeister has like a cool kind of like <laughs> a heat miser, cold miser. Fightmeister, but Fightmaster. No. All right. Do you know what a pangram is? A pangram. Pangram. Not off the top of my head. No. Pangram is a sentence that contains all the letters of the alphabet. Oh, okay. Sometimes they're called holophabetic, as in holistic, but holophabetic. Hol- That'd be better if I pronounced that right. Okay, okay. So, like, the one everyone knows is the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog, or the quick brown fox jumps over a lazy dog. Okay. So, here's a website with a couple of pangram sentences. They go from the lame <laughs> to, like, uh, blowsy night fronts vexed Jack Q. <laughs> is that just to, to get the, the letters in yeah more creative how razorback jumping frogs can level six pe- peaked gymnasts <laughs> or we promptly judged antique ivory buckets for the next prize to the much longer ones no kidding Lorenzo called off his trip to visit Mexico City just because they told him the conquistadors were extinct oh my god or the longest forsaking monastic tradition Twelve jovial friars gave up their vocation for a questionable existence on the flying trapeze. That contains every single letter of the alphabet. Every single letter. The July sun caused a fragment of black pine wax to ooze on the velvet quilt. The public was amazed to view the quickness and dexterity of the juggler. See, that's actually a sentence. Some of these are jaded zombies acted quaintly but kept driving their oxen forward. Ah, you stole it off me. Oh, sorry. The five boxing wizards jump quickly. There you go. That's a nice, easy one to remember. Sphinx of Black Quartz. Judge my vow. (laughs) Pack my box with five dozen liquor jugs. (laughs) It's better than John says, and just trying to get all the the words in. So that's one of the things from the site. I have another one at the same site. This site has got all kinds of fun with words. Another type of sentence is called an autogram. Do you know what that is? Do you, do you, do you? Uh, not off the top of my head, again. An autogram is a sentence that describes itself, which you would think 
is a pretty simple, easy thing to do. Uh, the sentence has five words is one of them. Oh, okay. The sentence contains nine syllables. But then there are some more complicated ones that it's actually kind of clever if you think about it. Like, this sentence contains only three A's, three C's, two D's, 25 E's, and it describes all the letters in the sentence. Right. Which is kind of neat, because when you think about it, as you write the counting word, you've now increased the number of, of other letters. Yeah. There's some clever ones in there. They're, they're kind of neat. So a pangram has every letter, and an autogram describes itself. Ooh. So I thought those were kind of cool. I feel like I'm learning already. Well, I saved the best for last year. Okay. All right. I'm not going to send you the link. You're going to have to use your thinking cap for this. Oh, rubbish. This is all about numbers written out in letters, like 1, O-N-E, 2, T-W-O. Okay. All right. In English. Alphabetically, what's the first number? Um, um, oh my God. Maybe four. It's eight. Rubbish. Okay. There's only one number out of all the numbers that exist whose letters are in alphabetical order. Like T-W-O, obviously, is not yeah. it. Oh, what is it? I've, I've heard that one before. Um, it's less than 100. Oh, bloody hell. Go on, I'll pass on that. 40. F-O-R-T-Y. Oh, okay. All right. Now, the first number that has a letter in it. Let me give you, for example, uh, 4 is the first number that contains an F. Okay. It's the first number that contains an A. Um, contains an A. Can you hear my cogs grinding away? Well, it's definitely tough if you're not writing things out, but surprisingly, it's 1,000. There's no A's in oh, yeah. anything up till there, unless you do 100 and 1, 100 and 2. That's kind of a cop <laughs> So I'll give you a couple of the ones that would be hard to get. Um, the first one with a B is 1 billion. Okay. The first one with a C is 1 octillion. Wow, that's... The first number with a D is 100. Ah, uh, see, oh yeah, 100 would be... The next one would be a dillion, according to my kids. Oh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. An E is in zero or one, depending on what you start with. Uh-huh. F is four. Eight is the first number that contains a G, and it goes on. Right. But there are two letters that do not appear in any spelling of a number. Can you figure out either of them? Uh, X? X is in six. Balls! <laughs> and 16 and all the others. Six hundred sixty-six, six thousand six hundred sixty-six. Uh, b- b- oh. God, I sound like a tosser now. No, this is hard. I was shocked. That's why I thought this was worth sharing. Two letters that aren't. There's no number that uses these two letters, and some are kind of cheesy. Like, is it P is in one septillion? Yeah, is Z or Z in there? Well, it's in zero. Well, that's not really a number, though, is it? So you could count that. Well, then that would be a third, because zero is the only one that contains it. There's no such number as one zillion. No, that's true. It's J, J and K. J and K. That's rubbish, because you can get a kajillion. <laughs> it's not a real number. It is, when I've got a kajillion pounds and you haven't. <laughs> so it's a pretty cool site. It has uh, all kinds of stuff about words. The more adventurous of you will poke around the site and find things and ruin our future links. But <laughs> definitely, uh, I, I can't make any promise we'll actually get back to it. So it's a pretty awesome site overall, rinkworks.com. The backslash words takes you to the section we've been talking about. The other site we had was com, O-D-D-E-E, 
which does have a lot of great top ten lists. And uh, none of them you'll hear on this show, though. Well, we've had, like you said, we've talked about it once before, yeah. and that list was worth talking about just in how bad it was. And it's not your fault. It's whoever voted on that. I was expecting that to be miles better than what it was, and my yeah. god, so glad I did that one. Yeah, Biff. I, I pictured it would be first names like Biff, Van, Rocky. Yeah. Tony. Yeah, where Rocky? No Rockies on the list at all. No, no. That's Rockies. hard to believe. Tiger. Uh, it's not a manly name though, is it? No. Rar. Richard the Lionhearted. <laughs> Hello, Mister the Lionhearted. Gen- you know, Genghis. I mean, some some names are manly because of the people who had them, but I don't know. I mean, most of those were kind of lame, and it, go by last names. Yeah, that's that's even tougher. Yeah. No, it was a terrible subject to pick up. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> no, that's fine. We've had a chance to critique it and and, and call Adi.com unworthy. <laughs> you will not see it in the show notes other than maybe to say, stay away from Adi.com's yeah. list. They're rubbish. There are no sites with decent top tens on there. I was hoping to get a couple of decent top tens. We had one site that was the top 11s. Do you remember that? Yeah. But I, I would like to get a couple of lists that contradict each other. Like, for example, this clown thing, I was looking at the top ten phobias. Yeah. And different sources claim different lists, you know, different rankings. Even here, and the site we're talking about today, if you took a look at the most common letters, or most common words, so under words, word frequencies, the most common words in the English language. Mm-hmm. American Heritage Word Frequency Book has a list. Guinness Book of World Records has a list. And there's a couple other sources. And obviously they're not the same. So it, it's interesting what is the same and what isn't, but it's a study in itself. Mm. <laughs> so that's probably a good spot to end there. We need a moral, and I think <laughs> it has to do with <laughs> Adi.com. Oh, no. Either has to be stay away from Adi.com, don't trust Adi.com, um. plan ahead. <laughs> that's the moral for the whole show, so isn't it? <laughs> Let's make our moral an autogram. This moral... <laughs> this moral is a moral. No, you're not going to get one out of there, are you? Alright, so then not wanting to pick on Adi.com, at least not in our title. Yeah. We should come up with a moral that that alludes to that list without actually singling them out. After much deliberation. We'll go with, beware the clown with a manly name. Okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. <laughs> Sounds good. Alright. Well, then we'll be back in another week. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. And definitely send us emails, hit us up on Twitter, hit the site and leave comments there. We appreciate it all. Mm. And everything's in the show notes. If you find any weird stories, let us know as well. Or funny stories or any stories at all. Just let us know and hopefully we'll stick them in the show. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. Bye.